Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in our fourth day of Advent and I was going to try to catch us up, but you know, to at least do another, to do day five also, but the scriptures just didn't really tie well, at least not for me mentally. And I was struggling with our second one with Jeremiah anyways. And once I figured, once I got a little bit more insight into that, that's going to take a while. So let's go ahead and just, we're going to cover, um, we're going to cover John 11 through 28, I believe, no, through uh, 18. And then we're going to do Jeremiah 28 verses 10 through 14. So with that, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for hearing us and loving us and talking to us. I'm grateful that we have the relationship with you and that our lives and our hearts are important to you. And Father, there's so much out there that is con- is confusing. There's so much out there that people can try to feel smart reading, try to feel like they're smarter than the rest or, or smarter than others, and therefore they have more insights about who you are and what you're all about. And Father, I just lift up this time and I just pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, and help us to understand truly what it means to be your children and to understand your word. Holy Spirit, I pray for your understanding and your wisdom. Because candidly, Father, when I'm talking to people, which I am about you, I don't feel well prepared. I just don't feel I can go into the scholarly discussions. And that's probably not what's important. The reality is, is most likely I just need to love them regardless and listen to you to help me, to help direct me in the right ways. But Father, I still just, I just pray for your help and your understanding because there's so often where people want to quote millions of different verses and they just don't come to me. I just pray that you would help me to rest in you, which is a common theme, and rely upon you to guide me in those discussions. I just pray that you'd be honored and glorified that you would speak to us now as we read, that you would be the one that we hear, nothing from me, everything from you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So as you can tell, having a little bit of... of, uh, a number of discussions with folks and you know, they want to talk about a million different other writings and whatnot and do that to justify their positions. Me on the other hand, I struggle to remember chapter and verse. I'm lucky if I'm in the right book. So it just gets to be a little bit of a challenge at times, but the reality is, is that God will direct it. The Holy spirit will direct it. I don't need to, but I need to rest in that because I am that control freak who wants to control everything. Just like I'm trying to control my life. And you know what? I wind up making a hot mess of that too. So, you know, at the end of the day, resting in him has been a common mantra. And, um, for the last year and a half to, well, 500 plus, uh, podcast. So, 
just got to rest in him when having these discussions about who he is and what others say. So with that, let's go ahead and jump on into John 1. We're going to start with verse 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has suppressed me because of because he was before. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. So, I love how we are part of his family. We've been adopted. We've been made his children. Not through flesh, but through his spiritual children. And not through some cosmic concept. But we've been adopted because we are made in his image. But we then become his children through Christ. Let's go on to Jeremiah 28, verses 10 through 14. Then the prophet Hananiah took the yoke off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah and broke it. And he said, before all the people, this is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, off the neck of all the nations within two years. At this, the prophet Jeremiah went on his way. After the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go and tell Hananiah, this is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but in its place you will get a yoke of iron. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will put an iron yoke on the necks of all those nations to make them serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And they will serve him. I will even give him control over the wild animals. So here's what was happening. I didn't understand any of that. I didn't understand what that had to do with anything other than God's prophecy and his, and his predictions. So what happened was you had, Jer- you had Jeremiah and you had Hananiah. Both were prophets. But the difference was is at this time, Jeremiah was listening to God. Hananiah, on the f- flip side, was putting words into God's mouth. And so you had conflicting pr- predictions from two different, two different uh, prophets. So when I was looking this up in the Preaching the Word commentary, Ken Hughes writes, Soon everyone in Jerusalem had seen and heard Jeremiah. Hananiah, for one, had seen and heard enough. He went head to head with Jeremiah at the temple. Because ultimately, Jeremiah was walking around town with a yoke on his neck, a big old wooden yoke. And he had been doing it for months. And all of a sudden, he'd be wandering around talking to people, and they'd be like, okay, what's up, Jeremiah? And he'd say, well, this is the deal. This is what the yoke is about. 
you need to go and understand that we're, we need to prepare to be under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. And so he did this for months and months and months. And then eventually everyone saw it, including Hananiah, and he had had enough. So Hananiah confronted Jeremiah by making a prediction. In his opinion, the exile in Babylon was almost over. So he put this prophecy into God's mouth. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years, I will bring back to this place all the articles of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, removed from here and took to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jehokian, son of Jehokiam, king of Judah, and all the other exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. This is what Hananiah said. The king, the people, and the temple furnishings that had been taken into captivity in 598 BC would be brought, would be brought back in a couple of years, he said. The problem with Hananiah's prediction was that it contradicted the prophecies of Jeremiah. Hananiah thought the exile would be over in two years at the most. But Jeremiah had already prophesied quite otherwise. Concerning King Jehoiah, he had repeated this message from the Lord. I will hurl you and the mother who gave you birth into another country where neither of you was born. And there you both will die. You will never come back to the land you long to return to. Concerning the duration of the exile, he had said this whole country will become a desolate wasteland. And these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Concerning the temple furnishings, Jeremiah had said, they will be taken to Babylon, and there they will remain until the day I come for them. Hananiah was wrong about God's plans. God did not intend to bring the king back to Jerusalem. Plus, he was wrong about God's timetable. Way wrong. He was off by 68 years. Hananiah thought the exile would be short term, but Jeremiah knew Israel was in Babylon for the long haul. So you have the situation where you have God talking to you or you have your own thoughts. And that's where for me, I have to rest in God. I have to learn to rest in him, not sit there and try to figure out what is going on. Because so often I sit there and try to figure it out. And then like Hananiah, I think it makes sense. Oh, this is, this, this is only going to last a year or two years. Or this is only going to be this way or that way. But the reality is, I have no idea because I'm not a prophet. And I'm trying to figure it out on my man-made, with my man-made intellect. And that's always going to be a failure. So when I start reading all of these things, and I read about in John that the word was made flesh. The word was with God and the word was God. I get confused at times, especially when there's an argument or debate going on. And the reality is I have to just, I have to stop trying to figure it out with my insights and I have to rest in God and wait for his insights because it's his insights that make all the difference. And at this time of year where we're celebrating God becoming man and coming down and loving us so much that he died for us. Sometimes it's not easy to understand it all. So I need to rest in him and that know that 
everything will be cleared up when I'm in heaven, but also that I don't need to know everything. I need to just rest in him. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today and thank you for your word. I thank you for those who research it more than I do and can add a little bit of enlightenment. And again, Lord, where you point out the prophet who's not welcome in his own land as Christ was, he was, he made us and yet we didn't welcome him. And then you have the prophet Jeremiah who people didn't want to hear because his message was 70 years versus Hananiah who was saying, oh, only two more years. Which church would you rather go to, right? So, Father, I just thank you that you have these examples, that really what's important is what your word says, and that you would speak to us. And so, Father, I lift up this day to you. I just lift up this time. I pray that my heart and spirit would be filled. I pray for my children, that they would know you and love you, that they would stand with you and call out to you, not just in times of need, but in times of blessing too. Father, I just pray for this day. May you be the one that we focus on. May we love you with our whole being so we can love our neighbors ourselves. Because without having you as our focus, I can't love others. So Father, I just pray for your strength, your insight, your wisdom, your guidance. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.